What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Astros Baseball Podcast. I'm here with Ryan and Rob. Unfortunately, we're missing Steffi this afternoon. She's feeling just a little under the weather, and so we want her back as quick as we can because we all love Steffi. Here today, we're going to talk about some Astros recaps, good news from the pitching front. JV's up to his intensity. More good news. Fromber's going to make his first start on Friday. A bit of a twist in the development of one of the minor leaguers with a with familiar last name. Will Wagner could be our future first baseman or at least a backup first baseman. He certainly hit. Something that was uh, – published by CBS Sports Today, that they show the Astros rotation with a very high rank. Also, we've got a little comment on the on the World Series odds. Uh, something before we get going is uh, you can follow us on the Apple Podcast app. Also, we're on iHeartRadio, and we have a YouTube channel, also on X. And uh, Rob, why don't you start us off with the first topic? All right. So let's start with... The Astros recaps. So this is just Monday, Tuesday, and today, I guess. Uh, today's game, I want to start with today's game because it's some pretty positive news. Uh, Cabbage went two for two with an RBI. Hensley went two for three with, with two RBIs. And this is somebody that I think is on the bubble. Jake Myers. Even Brian McTaggart talked about Jake Myers uh, taking full advantage of this opportunity. One, one for one with two walks. Uh, Dylan Machado, this is somebody, it's, it's a, a good young prospect. He went two for three with an RBI. He's hitting 666, uh, in spring training and Caratini, he has been really good. He really looks like a great signing one for three with two strikeouts and he's hitting 429. The Astros had 11 hits on six or they had six runs on 11 hits today. Uh, way different than what we're used to the last few days. Yeah, you know, people have been complaining about, or those who complained about Maldi being gone, when Caratini hits 421, Maldi's last name is going to be who? The the Yes, it was against uh, 
not the top staff, but then again, uh, it's spring training. You want to see who's who's going to do well and see who reacts to the playing time. Low Profito's hitting well. Uh, Myers is hitting 400. Uh, it was nice, even though it's a spring training game, to get some crooked numbers up on the board so you get a good feeling on the team. Yeah, you know, it's been really nice to see some of the names that you were hoping would perform well in spring training perform well. You know, the uh, the split uh, the split squad the other day, yeah, Altuve, Abreu, Bregman. Yeah, nobody really did a whole lot to write home about. But when you've got Diaz and Myers and Caratini and, you know, some of these other on the bubble guys performing really well, it's really nice to see that happen early in spring training. Hopefully they can maintain that and really get their feet under them well and maintain that. Uh, but it's a good sign, I think, for the season to come that some of these guys that we had hoped um, and that we really need to perform well throughout the season, get a good start early here uh, in the spring. And so I, I think that's hearing those names, Myers, Caratini, Cabbage, Diaz had a great day. Um, I think it's really good to hear that some of these guys are starting off spring training really well. What I think is really encouraging, too, is that the pitchers that we have, uh, we expect to do well, are doing well. You get Eric Geddes thrown, thrown two. Um, Eric Geddes thrown his couple of innings. We've got uh, today, who threw today, but they threw, they threw well. Well, today, um, um, I remember talking about this guy, but I don't remember why. I don't, I don't know exact. I can't remember, but his name was Tamiris. Like I remember yeah, the name. Get, yeah, he's a young guy. Because we talked about it on here. I don't know if he's like eighteen years old, or there's some reason that we talked about him before. But he threw two scoreless innings, only gave up one hit, and he had a strikeout. And also today, Magic Man uh, Seth Martinez, an inning and a third, two hits with three strikeouts. So today's a, a great day to, to, to feel better about ourselves, I guess. Yeah. The only downside I saw is that Ben Souza came in through two thirds of an innings and had to get bailed out by <laughs> Martinez. And Souza was one that they're really hoping that was going to fill that left-handed reliever. And so far in, in the spring, and I've had to pick one pitcher who we would count on to outside of maybe Dylan Coleman, who we know is a project anyway who's been not quite what we hoped he would be no. so far at Sousa. Yeah, so you talked about Coleman. He pitched Tuesday when the Astros lost 10-3. to Bright spot, Jordan went one for two with a walk. Jose Abreu, my favorite player, one for one. with uh, He's hitting three thirty seven in the spring. And then uh, another kid that we've been waiting on. I, I think the last three seasons were like, we're going to see Pedro Leon in center field this year. We're going to see Pedro Leon in center field this year. And I don't know when we're going to get to see it because the, the outfield is pretty stacked. But he went one for two, and he had a, a crushing uh, two-run homer. Uh, Urquidy, you talked about the pitchers. He looked great today, two scoreless innings, no walks. I think the bright spot about our pitchers when they're doing great, none of them are walking anybody. That's right. pretty good. And then yeah, Dylan Coleman. Dylan, oh, this is my last thing. Dylan Coleman, a third of an inning. One hit, three walks, five runs. You know, you say he got lit up, but it's hard to say he got lit up when he didn't throw any strikes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. He only not gave up get, one hit. So yeah, and and not to get ahead of ourselves in the conversation about the strength of the rotation, but it's uh, it, it is nice to see some of these names right and know that these guys are are throwing pretty well. 
some of the projects are just that they're projects they're quadruple a guys that you kind of just flip a coin as to whether or not you're going to get something out of them that's going to you know massive size or not and Dana Brown's pretty good at that. Click was was okay at that. And I think the Astros have actually been really good at just bringing some of these, you know, uh, some of these quadruple A guys <laughs> up and, and developing some of them. And uh, maybe some of them didn't stick for a whole season, but throughout the course of the season they with their options, you know, these guys have come up and filled holes that we needed over the last couple of years. And so it's been, it's been nice to see a few of those really work out well for the club. And so maybe some of these guys, you know, end up working out and maybe they're not on the on the on the roster full time, um, but maybe they're guys that come through and uh, make an appearance or two throughout the course of the season and, and really contribute when we need somebody to come in and, and fill a gap for a week or so. Yeah. A lot of those guys, they can only stay up for a week or two because then they start getting figured out use them when we need them, send them back to, to, to sugar land when people start to figure them out. So Monday, our boy Spencer Arigetti, who everybody's, I really didn't know about Spencer Arigetti, but uh, Jimmy from Astros future was just pumping him up. Every time I talked to him, Spencer Arigetti, Spencer Arigetti, uh, the Astros lose four to zero on Monday, but Arigetti two scoreless innings, only one hit and three strikeouts. Uh, he threw 22 of his 32 pitches for strikes. Six whiffs on 17 swings. He said stats are important, but once you're in the game, it's more about throwing the ball to a good spot in the zone. And I think I did that today. That's, you know, that's what they love about Eric Eddy. Um, He's got good control and he knows the zone well. And um, I think that it's one of those things that they're probably working a little bit on his velocity because he's not a super hard thrower. Some of his breaking stuff does not have the motion maybe that they really want it to. Um, but when you've got a good control of the zone and you know where that is and you can pick that up as a pitcher really well, that's promising more so than somebody who's got a ton of velocity, but has no control. I think that's the issue with Coleman, right? Is Coleman's got really good stuff. He doesn't have any control when you've got a kid that's got good control and can pick the zone and knows where it is and pick his spots and hit his spots. You can work on the velocity. You can work on the the breaking stuff and, and, and make that better and refine that. Um, I think he's the kind of guy that is easier refined than somebody who's got a lot of good stuff, but no control. So I think that's one of the big things that we've got with Eric Getty, And that's why they're so high on the kid. From what I've seen, I love his makeup. I mean, you, you see when he's on the mound, uh, you see when he's talking to people in the, in the clubhouse on the, in his interviews, doesn't see, nothing seems to phase him. He's there to do his job and he's, you know, he, he's going to be here sooner rather than later. I expect he'll start at Sugar Land to finish everything off. All right, the next topic. This is good news. What's well, a good segue too, right? With Eric Getty's locker being right next to JV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> JV ups his intensity. The guy threw 50 pitches from the mound today, and that is really good news. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You talk about Eric Getty's locker right next to me. You've got Hunter Brown man, um, mimicking JV's, JV's windup. So JV's got his, got his kind of own little pitching tree going, going on. Um, good news that he's, that he's upped his intensity. The, the, the better news, it seems that he's recovered okay. I'm not so yeah. worried about, 
I'm not so worried about how many pitches he threw or if he threw 89, if he threw 93, if he threw 94. I, I want to know that JP, JV gets out of bed and doesn't need an extra Tylenol. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, in uh, his latest little this little interview, little scrum that they threw together, um, he said his confidence is up, right? Which is what you want to hear from a guy like JV when you had this, you know, minor issue or setback, whatever you want to call it. The fact that he came out and he said, "My confidence is high." They're even talking about him potentially being ready by opening day, which you know that's good news. And to see that he's also saying that they're increasing his intensity. All of the things point to, you know, good signs, right? And uh, a lot of people were freaked out, were a little scared, were questioning the JV trade, all because of the news of his shoulder. Uh, this is this is good news. This should calm the calm some people's jets a little bit, and uh, you know, really kind of bring us back into reality that JV is a man. He's a professional. The guy knows his body. He's been one of the best of the best over the course of his career, and. We should trust the guy. So if he says he's he's got high confidence and he's willing to increase his intensity and he's doing so and he's got his his rhythm and his rhyme set, um, this is nothing but good news. And uh, hopefully it means that he'll be ready by opening day. I think that would be great. Like I said before in another episode, even if it means that he's not stretched out fully to throw a seven inning game, uh, seven inning start, and if he's you know limited to maybe a five inning start, I think it's great and it'll be awesome to see him go against Garrett Cole. Uh, on opening day. So that's my hopes. And and, and five inning starts for a pitcher the fir- coming out of the first first game of the season is not uncommon anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to see a pitcher who's not really stretched out, and they're going to want that pitcher, like you said before, Ryan. It, you want him ready in September, and if mm-hmm. it means he's not quite as long as he is in April, that's, that's just the way it is. Yep, yeah. yep. Hey, Wally, you said something before we started recording about MLB, uh, I guess they're in discussions, or what were you saying about they want to go down to twelve? Yeah, pitchers? I read, I read something today that that MLB is is going, you know, going through some discussions of uh, cutting the number of relievers down to twelve. <clears throat> the idea would be to to more uh, completely emphasize starting pitching. Yeah, you know that's. That sounds like something that's a, a worthy goal in the base case, but that that um, that idea has a lot of different tentacles, and it's starting even from the standpoint of kids who are doing you know year-round travel ball and using you know putting putting a lot of repetitive stress on their arms at a young age, to where they don't really get to stretch out and throw as many long innings as as they would, and also when they're talking about more directly when they're talking about uh, reducing the, the pitch clock to 18, 18 seconds, you know, you, you're, you're talking about pitchers who are going to get less rest in between pitches going to cause shorter outings. And, and if you do try to push, uh, push them that like that, you've got a better probability of getting arm injuries. Yeah. You would think, I mean, it's the day that's, that's one of the things, Tony, that's one of the things they're talking about with this, this, uh, pitch clock is you know we talked earlier is that you know it's like 20 is good 18 must 18 uh, seconds must be better but nobody's yeah. really sat back and taken a look at the data and say what what is it i wish they would go with this 20 seconds for two or three or four years and let's let's get a good baseline of data and we know where this thing is running yeah so right now we have five you know they i guess you have five starters and eight 
relief pitchers. So that would go right. down to seven. So they would expect more from the starters. So I guess JV, uh, the last thing I want to say about JV is like, he, he did throw 50 pitches and the positive thing is from the mound. It wasn't on the flat ground or anything. So mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. very good. But what do you think about this? The debut of the slimmer, shorter hair. <laughs> no hitter last year, Framber, Valdez. Yeah, I think exciting. So um, I think they're saying that it's going to be a piggyback start with him and, and Hunter Brown. And then Hunter Brown's going to get a, another, or not Hunter Brown, uh, Eric Getty's going to get to go with um, Javier on Saturday. So I think it'll be exciting Friday, Saturday matchups, right? It'll be a good weekend of, of baseball to watch. So it's great to see that Fromber's ready to go, going to get his his start and um, and Javier as well. But it's exciting to see Fromber go. I'd like to see, uh, they said that he's been working on his splitter uh, a lot more now. So it'll be interesting to see if he really starts to break that out during the game or if that's something that they're going to relegate just to bullpen work right now. So uh, that's exciting to see that he's, you know, we're only a week in and he's going to be up and up and running. Looking at Fromber, he looks like he's going through Astros boot camp with that short hair. The um, <laughs> we just, I just hope Fromber gets his head in shape. Last year really looked like Fromber was was so to get so discombobulated so fast, and uh, he's not the kind of pitcher that once he loses his head he can pull it back. Uh, that's going to be a real challenge for for Diaz and Caratini. I wonder if they if they would pair Fromber with Caratini more, since Caratini's a little more of a veteran, might have a little more experience working with with a staff of pitchers. You know the the pitch clock. I'm kind of torn between whether that helps Framber or whether it hurts him because he's the kind of pitcher that walks around the mound and re, you know, regroups, uh, but he doesn't have time to do that anymore. So one thing he has to change what he's used to doing, but on the other hand, if he's being rushed, maybe he can get out of his own head, but I I don't know. I don't know which one's better for him. I mean, I assume uh, letting him walk around the, walking around the mound for a while is better but last year it was it was really really crazy and i don't know if the pitch clock is what happened to him if that wore him out at the end but the guy you know after four months leading the leading baseball in era and then he has like almost a six era the last two months and was a no-show in the playoffs i believe so i don't know not a real huge fan of the pitch clock i i think it should be a batter's clock i think the batter should be ready at a certain time. Yeah. One thing about that pitch clock too, that I think is just dumb as it can be is that the pitcher has to, the batter has to make eye contact with the pitcher. I mean, you know, batters in the box within, within so much time, let the pitcher pitch. The batter knows who's in the box. He's got to be ready. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. He has to be ready. He has to be locked and loaded and ready to go at eight seconds left. But, yeah, what he's got to do a Godzilla. He's got to do like a Godzilla stare down with him. Yeah, he, <laughs> get, to show he's ready. He, he, it's it's an automatic ball, uh, strike if he's not ready. Yeah. But what does it matter? Yeah. Just let yeah. the I'd like go to the see, ball, right? Yeah, if you're the next in the box. thing Manfred, the next thing Manfred's going to do, he's going to make the batter go like this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm looking Tip at his you. hat. You know, hey, I got I'm you. Ready. ready to I'm go. Ready. I'm ready. Batter up, batter up. You know, one last thing about Fromber. Uh, that I, I think might be a benefit. It, you know, they say baseball players, they can 
they can get into their routine too much, right? You hear you hear stories of you know Roger yeah. Clemens used to rub icy hot in his crotch, and you know guys would <laughs> double tie their shoes or they throw some something. You know the batting gloves would go in the other pocket. Just try to throw themselves off to get them uncomfortable so that they think less. Um, you know maybe this change up, and and this isn't anything to do with with Maldi necessarily but maybe this change up and having caratini and or diaz be his main catcher or not give him a main catcher and yeah. say look depending on the, the matchups and who we're playing you're going to get either caratini or diaz so stay uncomfortable right stay uncomfortable uh so that you're focused more on what you're actually doing on the mound as opposed to everything that's going on around you um maybe this will be good for fromber maybe it's a shot in the butt and and it's something that he needs to just kind of get him out of his own head so i'm looking forward to this year i really hope that it's going to be a, a year that we see fromber that we know we can see all right so this next topic i just saw this today before we got on and i think he posted it yesterday uh when they talked about framber getting his debut these are the two two things i got uh at the same time but uh, Will Wagner, as Spada said, Will Will Wagner, I, I had to say that twice, is going to get some looks at first base. And if you look at the roster, Will Wagner is a second baseman. If Altuve wasn't on the team, he may have been on the team a couple years ago. And uh, there's no first baseman of the future. There's no third baseman of the future. So it's mm, kind of like you got some th you've you got a couple of third people that, that can fill in this third baseman. Desenzo's going to get a look. Mm -hmm. But you're but you're absolutely right on the first baseman. You have, you know, Singleton's Singleton's just holding the place. It's nice to see yeah. him get a couple of sack flies today. Mm -hmm. But he's also 31, and so there's no one uh, on the farm when you look at yeah. it and say this guy is 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 pushing Abreu to retire. Is is it Ryan? Yeah, you know I don't I don't think they have any faith in. Singleton, to be honest with you, uh, of him maintaining a spot in the future in this team. So I think the the chess, you know, playing a little bit of chess here and looking at some of these guys, Wagner performed really well last year, especially during spring training. Everybody was like, whoa, you know, maybe maybe Wagner comes up and takes Altuve's spot. Uh, there were a lot of people that thought that Wagner was going to make the club because of Altuve's injury during the World Baseball Classic. Um I like this. I I like Will Wagner. I think that he's got some tools that are major league that are major league ready. Uh, maybe a little bit of refining here and there for him. And so I think moving him over to first might take away some of the work that he has to do from a defensive standpoint to be, you know, a third baseman or second baseman. Not saying that first base is easy to play. There's yeah. just a little less refinement that it takes to play first base. And so I think if they're looking ahead to, you know, Abreu obviously his time is going to be running out here shortly and singleton's definitely not no. the first baseman of the future for this team um who's who's kind of next that we could you know refine who's the next that we could form into being the first baseman of the future for this team and not have to go out and spend 18 20 million dollars a year on our next first baseman will wagner makes a ton of sense so yeah. i think this is a smart move on behalf of the astros for sure so Two what I want to say, about let me say this, Will. Yep. I mean, Will. Wally. So what I meant is like, of course we have a third baseman of the future because we have four, you know, farm teams. And there's people that play third base and there's people that play first base. But I'm talking about like someone that you're like, oh, man, 
Like yeah. this guy's coming up, the, the, you know, this, or, you know how Will Wagner, you think about him at second baseman, this guy's been blocked. You know, you, he's been ready, I think, for a while, like Ryan said, but we're not going to see him because he's second baseman and we got Jose Altuve and they just extended him. So it's been the I issues. Think. It's been the issues that the Astros have had in their farm system yeah. for the last five years. Right. Because everybody's yeah. been everybody's been blocked. That's why we have so many 26, 27 year old guys <laughs> in our farm system, because yeah. there's been nowhere for them to go. Yeah. And in large part, they haven't been super high prospects that that lead to any good. Yeah. trade assets right so it's interesting to see that they're really kind of starting to put their chips into a few of these guys with the with the future in mind and so i i like the move like i said and i think that when you when you look at will wagner and zenzo and you know pedro leon and some of these other guys that are starting to get a little bit of attention um because of the potential future outlook of of the team and um Altuve re-signing and getting his lifelong extension here surely did not bode well for Will Wagner. So the team, knowing that he's an asset, uh, decided to make a move. And so I think it's I think it's smart. I like it. Yeah, two things about Wagner. He's hit. He hits everywhere he goes. You know, he was hitting it at double A, comes up to triple A, and, and he hits close to 400. Or I forgot the number, but he really raked when he got to Sugar Land for the few games that he got up there. Secondly, last time the Astros took a so-so fielding third baseman and moved him to first base, kind of worked out pretty well. <laughs> Not to say that Wagner's going to be Bagwell, but, yeah. the, but you know there, there is a there's a history within the organization of taking, you know, a guy guy who lost the third base job to Caminiti, moving him over to first, and, and being a first baseman for a while. Yeah, uh, Abreu has two more years, but uh, like I said, I don't think we have a first baseman in the minor leagues that we're excited about. That we're mm-hmm. we can't we're like just waiting, waiting and waiting. Like I can't wait for this guy to come up, and I think it's the same at third base. Maybe Desenzo will be the man, but I don't think anyone's like sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for Desenzo to make the roster. But I like this move. I really like I think, it. I think some people maybe. Through. Yeah, I think some people maybe thought Hensley could fill that role. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's been such a roller coaster ride. The the guy, as much as I as much as I love him and as well as he fits into this club from a personality and a culture standpoint. But uh, yeah, I think that um and the JJ on the wall. Yeah. Hensley, JJ, JJ Matichevic. We're like, all right, these are our left handed that left handed bat know. would have been really nice if he would have yeah. worked out. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody picked up Matichevic. Yeah. I haven't. I I looked and I couldn't find where he is. So he may be out of baseball. Well, that sucks. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so there's a uh, post. Who was this, Wally? That, that said Matt Snyder with number two. Yeah, Matt Snyder with CBS Sports showed the Astros rotation as second. I forgot who he had number one. I think it was the Braves. Braves. And it was the Braves. And, and mm-hmm. you know, done a pretty fair amount of work looking at, at just war and roster makeup on, on all the teams. And I, I was actually very surprised that he put the Astros as five because you, you look at – you look at who the the guys that that are are the teams that that have great staffs. You've got the Braves, you've got the Mariners, you've got, and this is just starting rotations: the Braves, the Mariners, the Yankees, um, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Phillies. Now Phillies is is very top heavy with with uh, with Wheeler and with Wheeler and Nola. Every one of those rotations are as good or better. At least on paper than the Astros. Now you, you look at them. Um, you know the Dodgers have have Glass now, and he's never been able to stay healthy. Hopefully for him, he does. Um, Yankees have got Rodon. Rodon's had serious injury issues, so these numbers can change so quickly, especially with pitching. But look mm-hmm. at the Astros. I mean, you talk about Verlander. He's forty-one. We hope he pitches like he's thirty-one. We hope Fromber and and uh, Javier. We get good Fromber and good good Javier every day. You know, Arcidi has been kind of a good fourth, third, fourth starter. At Brown's developing, and and who knows what Francis is going to be if he's even going to be a starter. So, you know, you you look at the Astros, and most people would love to have the Astros rotation, but I was really surprised he put us at, at number two. Yeah. I think the the video that I saw, or I saw a video clip of them explaining it, um, and it wasn't just starting rotation. So they were going through the whole pitching rotation, and and they they said, or if I remember correctly in the clip, and this might just be obvious, is that one of the kickers was the back end of of the bullpen, right? Is the Hater Abreu and Presley sitting back there? In that there's very few gaps in this in the whole pitching staff for the Astros because you've got guys that are borderline starters, borderline bullpen guys that can middle relieve really well. But as long as you can get through seven innings, you're game over almost. Right. (laughs) So I think when you, when you, when you look at this and you consider the Astros against say some of these top five, seven teams, none of those top five or seven teams, maybe other than the Braves, are without question marks are without either a health question mark an age question mark or a potentially have guys coming in halfway through the season question mark right so when you take all of those question marks into consideration i mean look at the teams that have question marks it's the dodgers it's the rangers it's the yankees um you know all of these teams have big question marks their rotation could be bolstered by guys coming in off the il halfway through the season they could end up with somebody like Glass now blowing out in, you know, in month two. And then what? Um, you know, it's it's an interesting season when you look at these top teams and the composition of their pitching staffs. Uh, there's there's interestingly a lot of question marks. It's almost like the the league is really trying to hold on to some of these guys that uh, have been around for a while 
and are still kind of on the borderline of being great and on the borderline of just blowing it out and, and getting out of baseball. So I don't think that we're so much differentiated from a lot of those guys other than the fact that the back end of our bullpen is absolutely elite and yeah. nobody has anything that even matches what we've got going on in the bullpen. So I, I, I think it's fair. Uh, I think if they would have said we were fourth, I would also probably think that's fair. So yeah. I don't, I don't mind, um, you know, somebody saying that, Oh, we're not number two or, you know, we can totally argue the fact that we are number two. So yeah, it's, it's all opinion. Yeah. It's an, it's interesting, right? It's fine. Yeah, on March 28th, it doesn't matter anymore. Does it? Sure. No. Jerry Hunsicker, the old Astros GM had a great line one time. He said, we're talking about pitching. He can't, there's nothing in any other sport that is more required as, as pitching is in baseball. And there's nothing more unpredictable, especially bullpen pitching as baseball yeah. as, as pitching. You know, Ryan, you said something that I find interesting. You, you, you seem to have the most confidence in the world in our bullpen. And what's crazy is we lost Hector Neris, Ryan Stanek, and Phil Maton, and you're still confident. And that's great. That that's that shows. Well, I you, think uh, it, it goes back to what I said earlier about the the confidence in the development and yeah. and what our coaching staff is able to do. Right? If JP France is not relegated to a starting position at the beginning of the season, that's a guy that's going to be a great bullpen piece. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hunter Brown, great bullpen piece decent starter um you you've got some of these guys susa you know that's a guy who showed up at the end of the season unfortunately wasn't here before september 1st and couldn't make the playoff roster but that was a guy that contributed towards the end of the season that yeah. nobody without susa we may not in without susa we may not have won the division yeah you know so there's some of these pieces that are unspoken parts that they don't get the glory they don't get the write-ups they don't get considered necessarily in some of these rankings, but they fly under the radar. And it's because of this Astros coaching staff and the work that they're able to do to make sure that some of these guys, again, whether they're the quadruple A guys who come up two or three times over the course of the season, this team is deep when it comes to pitching. And it's, and it's in large part because of the confidence that they have in that coaching staff. And, and I, and I love it. And I don't think that it gets as near enough, uh, near enough play as it should. All right, let's move on to the World Series odds. This came out recently. Uh, the Dodgers, number one, plus 320. Atlanta, number two, plus 450. I'm okay with this. Uh, the Astros, number three, plus 700. Uh, the Yankees, number four, plus 800. Texas Rangers. who I mean, somebody had them ranked <laughs> lower than Seattle, but they are... A lot of people have. But they, mm -hmm. they are in the... Uh, top five world series odds and then uh philadelphia and baltimore round out tied for six and uh we already spoke about this as far as the pitching ratings it's just odds the team with the worst odds could end up winning i doubt it but you know you never know uh my my oh i'm a big fan of oklahoma right and the only time we've ever finished well is when we were we were rated low in the beginning if they start us out number one they choke so it doesn't really matter where are you rated? I don't know what the World Series odds for the Rangers last year, what it was. That'd be cool to look up. But uh, what do y'all think about this? Fair. I mean, it's like like we said a second mm -hmm. ago, it all it, it this all matters until March March 28th yeah. 
Once March 28th starts, once March 28th gets here and we start playing things, we'll, we'll move around. Um, you know, and I'm looking at, um, if I'm looking for something like Baltimore with those two pitchers going down are going to, they're going to have a tough time. I'm really surprised Baltimore hadn't gone out and, and signed Jordan Montgomery, Montgomery, especially or, or Snell, because no. they've got a big hole in the pitching staff and they could drop pretty quick. Snell's your boy. Toronto, what's that? Snell's your boy. I, I wouldn't have Snell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not for the money he's demanding. I not know, for the money kidding. he's demanding. You know who else is? You know who else turned down? Not not that he's in Snell's class, but somebody I read the other day who's not uh, doesn't have a team because he's asked for too too much money is Stanek. Yeah, Cubs came after Stanek, and he and you know he uh, he's sitting around. Yeah, I, I guess he's got a pretty good bank account and he can start clipping coupons, but they're, um, but he doesn't have a job right now. And it sounds like he's got the opportunity to have one. He's going to end um, up taking a little bit of money because he's going to run out of time. That's what happens with these guys. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, and, and he's a guy who pitched really well. And then when the pressure was on, didn't pitch really well. And so he's got kind of both of those, working for him and against him. Um, and I'm surprised that he, uh, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. The pitching market has been ridiculous. And some of these guys are getting way more money than they really should. We all know it. Um, so he inflated his value. He and his, his agent apparently, and, and thought that it was a good idea to really put himself out there. I mean, I think he made what $5 million his last year here in Houston. Um, yeah. I didn't see what he was asking for, but if you know, if you made $5 million doing what you did, here, I'm sure he's looking for that three-year, you know, three-year. Yeah. He's looking for a Montero deal is what he really probably wants to get. And I understand it because of the market has been what it is. But uh, at the same time, ugh, you, you know, you're a guy that uh, has been a roller coaster ride for your previous team yeah. as well. So it's like, I look in the he, mirror, kind of look yeah. in the mirror, say, dude, you're Ryan Stanek. <laughs> dude, look in the mirror. <laughs> when we went to the playoffs, they didn't even want you to pitch. And yeah. you want big money? Like know your role, like the Rock. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what we can do. We can, we can say take. Um, if he doesn't want it, we'll take a forty percent cut off of what he makes, and we'll split it between the three of us. And we'll make. We'll, we'll all have a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. what'll happen. Is we'll get a one-year, three or four million dollar deal somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. It is creeping up to that time for final thoughts. You know, somebody here has to go to work. I woke up early, folks, two hours early to do the show. I got to start getting ready for work. It is final thoughts. Wally, you have any final thoughts? I know Ryan does. Yeah, I mean, I, again, we said it the last couple times, the best thing that I'm seeing of our spring training is that we really don't have a lot of big storylines to talk about other than we see some players starting to develop and we see pitchers that are starting to um, – pitchers that are that are doing well uh as far as a competitive uh, standpoint uh, these two uh, they're saying these two uh pitchers uh, Montgomery and, and Snell are going to land someplace in the next few days they're saying Snell could land with the Angels fine uh they're saying uh Montgomery could land with with the uh, Red Sox his his wife is in med school up there it makes all kinds of sense um you know so 
finally we'll finally have some of the the major players that, that have a place to to play and we really will be ready for the season that's good stuff all right so my You're final up, thoughts my final thoughts is our good friends at Brooksgate, <laughs> as usual, came up with a very interesting MLB stadium distance to fill in the blank uh, survey or whatever it is that they do. Yeah. And uh, today's was very interesting because today's was MLB teams based on the distance to their nearest marijuana dispensary. <laughs> uh, and so this one surprised me. Uh, this one surprised me a little bit. Um, because the top three teams mm -hmm. were not in states or in cities that I would have ever, I would have ever guessed. So I'll give you guys a couple of guesses here. If you want to throw out what you yeah. think maybe were in the top three cities, uh, for stadiums closest to a marijuana dispensary. So we learned what our state? lesson by not sharing our Brooksgate post with the other guys so we could have fun with it. My first pick would be <laughs> Oakland. Okay. Yeah. My right. Mine would be Denver or San Francisco. Yeah, Denver. Denver's yeah. That, they all, that's all they have there. Yeah. 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 Denver. Uh, Denver would have been one of my choices, and Denver is actually number four, um, surprisingly enough, with a um, a point one eight miles. <laughs> so, <laughs> not even a quarter of a mile away. That's uh, that sounds uh, like some of the other places sell it inside the stadium. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. <laughs> Again, I was surprised. Boston is the closest. So Boston what? is 0 0.08 miles. So not even a 10th of a mile. It's literally got to be on the doorsteps of Fenway Park. Who's uh, last? The Astros? So last place is Kauffman Stadium. So Kansas City, 3.54 miles. Uh, the Astros rank number 19 with 0.65 miles. So this we is have dispensaries uh, here. It's a well, it's a it's a CBD with THC uh, only type of dispensary, right? So you can't okay. go in there and buy the. I don't think that you can't go in there and buy the actual marijuana. I think you have. Um, it's got to be the the oils or whatever. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm oh, okay. not a smoker, so I don't know really that much about I thought, it. But the I top three. That's what it was. Yeah, so the top three, uh, Fenway Park, 0 0.08 miles. Pittsburgh, so PNC Park is 0.12 miles away uh, from True Lieve, which is a medical-only dispensary. Uh, and then number three was Chicago with Sunnyside Cannabis, uh, which is 0.14 miles from Wrigley Field. And then the one that we all thought was probably going to be tops was, uh, is Denver, and that's 0.18 uh, wow. miles. So interesting interesting you said san francisco earlier they are number 13 uh with 0.38 miles from the ballpark so brooks gates with another fun <laughs> interesting how far away from an mlb stadium survey yeah all right so my final thought is this folks i'm gonna give you a peek behind the curtain <laughs> So we're getting ready to do a show and we have no material and everybody just starts texting each other. Hey, I, I heard this. I heard this. I heard this. We put it on the uh, banners and we go. It's not rehearsed. We don't really talk about it. It's just uh, we put this stuff together fast. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we do what we, what I like to call a live show. We don't edit it. We record it. And like 10 minutes later, I upload it and you hear what you're hearing now. There's no editing. I know there was a, a new review. So if you have Apple Podcasts, go give us a review. That helps us climb up the charts. It's not only listens. It's reviews have a big part of that. Um, I think the highest hey, if you have a topic, 13. 
if you have a yeah. topic that you would like yeah, for us absolutely. to discuss, hit yeah. us on Twitter at Podcast Astros. Throw us a topic out there or some questions that you'd like for us to address on the show, and we'll we'll see if we can get those in. Maybe on our next show, like if we do one Saturday, Saturday morning, we could make a post that says, give us your topics. And it can be a, a listener's topic show or something like that. Mail, we'll see mailbag. Mailbag edition. Mailbag. Oh, yeah. Mailbag edition. Give us the mailbag. So if we get enough, we'll do a mailbag. But if we only get one, we'll still do it. Even if one of you has anything to say. Wally, what's your final thoughts? Did you have any? I did I have start- a final thought. Just. I started with talking about how, yes, you started off with, (laughs) we can do round two if you want. No. (laughs) All right. That's it folks for Wally. Thanks everybody. We appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Astros baseball. Follow us everywhere. You can follow us and we'll see you next time on Astro baseball. Go straight. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.